Welcome to the Leadership in Context podcast with Keith Tusi. You can never allow what people are not going to do to stop you from doing what you need to do. Hi, this is Keith Tusi, and welcome to Leadership in Context. So glad you could be with me. Hey, we're going to be starting a new series starting right now on this podcast on the leadership of Moses. You know, I got a new Bible a while ago and I decided I am just going to start reading through the Bible with my new Bible, make new notes and everything. And, you know, I I got to the life of Moses and uh, I got to tell you, it was if it was as if I'd never read some of the things I was reading. And I got a very new appreciation for Moses. I think I had an attitude about Moses because he like blew it at the end and didn't get into the promised land. Yet, you know, when you read the whole story, I mean, Moses just brought so much to the table. And and the other thing is, is, you know, we have more biographical information on Moses than we do anybody else in the Bible. We have 120 years of his history. We have from his birth to his death. We have three 40-year segments about Moses. You know, his time in captivity, his time as part of the royal family, and then his time as an emancipator. So, I mean, my goodness, there's such great insight that happens here. But I want to, I want to, talk to you about some of Moses' very good leadership uh, demonstrations that he pulled off. But before that, I do want to just jump to the end in Numbers 20, and I want to talk about the fact that Moses did not get into the promised land because of a very uh, character violation that he committed in striking the rock twice. And people say, well, Why was God so hard on him? Well, he knew God face to face, and the violation he committed was that kind of a violation, the depth of that relationship. But I want to read it to you. Numbers 20, starting in verse 7, it says this, And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Take the rod, you and your brother Aaron, assemble the congregation, and speak to the rock before their eyes that it may yield its water. You shall thus bring forth water for them out of the rock and let the congregation and their beasts drink. So Moses took the rod from before the Lord just as he had commanded him. And Moses and Aaron gathered the assembly before the rock, and he said to them, Listen now, you rebels, shall we bring forth water for you out of this rock? Now, there's a contradiction there in verse 10. Listen, listen now, you rebels. Of course, rebels don't listen, right? But Moses was frustrated. Always remember that. Rebels don't listen. That's how you know they're a rebel, because though you talk, they don't listen. Then Moses lifted up his hand and struck the rock twice with his rod, and water came forth abundantly, and the congregation and their beasts drank. But the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, Notice Aaron gets tied in on this because Aaron was there. Aaron didn't stop Moses, apparently. So there's the other side of covenant, you know, when you're in things together. Because you have not believed me to treat me as holy in the sight of the sons of Israel, 
Therefore you shall not bring this assembly into the land which I have given them. So there was a severe chastisement. But this is the greatest error in Moses' leadership. And the more I looked at it, I realized that for most leaders, whether it's in your family or your business, your community, in ministry, whatever it is, I think this is the greatest failure that most leaders make also. And here it is, not allowing sinful, rebellious, frustrating people to dictate the action of the leader. And that's exactly what happened here, my friend. Moses became so frustrated with the rebellious actions of the followers, and not all of them, because there were good people there too. See, when you get focused on the negative, when you get focused on the people that aren't you know, in the program, when you get focused for the people that aren't buying in and the people that are just being obstinate, that's all you will see, okay? And that was the violation. You as a leader can never allow what people are not going to do to stop you from doing what you need to do. Now, you may have to do it a different way because they're not cooperating, but they can never set your destiny. Moses allowed them to get under his skin and respond, and his response was to the Lord. So here's what I'm saying to you. What people have done, what they are doing now, what you think they might do in the future is not a barometer for what God wants you to do. Again, how you do it may have to change. Like Moses was taking people into the promised land. That destination was never going to change. The time period changed because of how obstinate they were, but what God was going to do never changed. How he was going to do it changed based on the people. So as a leader, you've got to say, what does God want me to do? And how am I going to bring that to pass in light of these things? But we don't look at those things, meaning those rebellious people, and say, because of them, this will not come to pass. Never go there. One person can wreck the entire program if you allow that to happen. So never allow the lowest common denominator, the most frustrating people, and the most uh, challenging people, and sometimes just flat out the most rebellious people to dictate the direction you're going to go in, okay? Uh, You know, I'm reminded of a story. Uh, It's actually in the movie The Patriot. Remember the movie The Patriot? There's a place in there at the Battle of Cowpens where Daniel Morgan, the, the general for the revolutionary forces, the American forces, he backs his troops up against a river. Uh, and he does that so they can't retreat. Because you know what? They were prone to retreat because they were outgunned. They were outmarshaled by superior British troops when they were facing, you know, this 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 just intense fire. So he knew the condition that you know, that, hey, a lot of them were volunteers and, you know, they're going to live the fight another day. But he put them in a position knowing the circumstances and set them up for success. And and I'm just thinking about that, that 
he knew the situation was they may be prone to quit or run and cut and run, whatever you want to say. And you may know there are situations where people are prone to quit and cut and run. So what you want to do as a leader is you want to set them up for success. You want, you want to put them in a position where there's nowhere else to go but forward. I don't know, that that story from history, just it just jumped out to me as I was, I was thinking about this. So do not allow ever your frustration with other people to determine your destination. Because when that happens, that person has become Lord of your life. That's what I said. When you allow that person to dictate your direction, to dictate your destiny... When you say, I can't do this because of them, they have now become Lord. They are sitting on the throne manipulating you. And I'm not even suggesting that what they're doing is not going to make your job harder. I'm just saying it's not going to change your destiny. Look at all the things that children of Israel did, and God never changed his mind about what the job of Moses was to get them into the promised land. And even though Moses didn't make it, he saw them go in. He went to the mountain. He ordained Joshua to carry them in. And even when Moses blew it, for that matter, okay, when Moses succumbed and acted like the followers rather than like the leaders, that's something to think about, isn't it? When you're faced with critics, when you're faced with rebels, when you're faced with people that don't have faith, when you're faced with people that don't buy in, are you acting more like the rebels or are you acting more like a leader? That's the time when leadership is really needed. I mean, it's great to gather the troops that everybody's singing the same song, but often that's not the case. As, as, you, as you face real intense spiritual warfare, you've got to be very clear in yourself on what God has called you to do. And again, you may have to repack the wagon based on some obstacles you weren't planning on or some people that became obstacles you weren't planning on, but the destination is not going to change. When we stand before God, we're not going to say, well, you know, you know, that, that, that guy, that lady, that person, that, the banker, the, you know, the candlestick maker, whoever it is, I, God's going to say, what does that have to do with what I want? He is Lord and he is Lord only. That's what got Moses in such trouble. God basically said, if I understand this text right, Moses, you embarrassed me and you humiliated me by the way you acted because I was your source. I was that rock and you took your frustration out on me. When you take your frustration out at God and get frustrated with him and don't want to do what he says because of other people, my friend, there's been a lordship change, and it's very dangerous. Renew yourself in your vision. What has God called you to do? And if you're the only one doing it, then you keep doing it. Do not allow the sin and rebellion of other people to control your destiny, ever. Hey, this is Keith Tusi. It's so great to be with you. God bless you. In Jesus' name. Today, Keith started a discussion on the leadership of Moses, what people have done, what people are doing now, 
and what you think they might do in the future is not a barometer for what God wants you to do. As a leader, you have to ask what God wants you to do and how you will do it. How you do it may change in light of things, but what God is going to do will not change. Thank you for listening this week to another episode of Leadership in Context with Keith Tusi. Join us next week as Keith continues to put leadership truths in the context of the local church. As always, subscribe, like, rate, and share our podcast. For show notes or to ask Keith a question, email podcast at nrpastors.com. If you would like more information, you can check out our website, find us on Facebook, or follow us on Instagram at nrpastors. See you next week.